folks to the Mail Right Show. This is episode 203. Um, it's a slightly different format than usual. We had some slight technical problems, folks, so we lost the initial beginning of the show, but almost all the relevant content is still there. And our special guest was Jay Kindler of eXperia Realty and the National Association of Expert Advisors. And this is a, a fantastic episode. Like I say, we missed the first beginnings of it. As we fade in, you'll be able to hear my great co-guest introduce himself. And we then go deep into this great new brokerage model. You're going to enjoy the show. Speak to you soon. Bye. Uh, yeah. So the the chart that that yeah. the growth chart. Yep. About, I highly recommend, and if you've watched our show or caught up on it, you'll know that I don't do this much. But for everybody that's listening, if you get a chance, I strongly recommend you go to jkinder.me. This piece of content is somewhere about thirty five minutes into his introduction video. It's right there behind him, and what it is is a, it's a graph, a chart of growth that kind of talks about the different stages of a real estate business. And where you find yourself in it. I reviewed it and agreed with it. I'm sure uh, that's for my listeners. That's not for you. Right. I'm sure, sure, you sure. Know that it works. But I'm just saying to the people that follow me that, hey, this is a great piece of content. So having said all that, who were you with previously in terms of your brokerage? And what made you decide to switch to a cloud-based brokerage as opposed to a traditional brokerage model? Right. So um, I think, um, you know, there's probably very few people that are as passionate about trying to fix um, what's wrong with the um, the real estate team model. OK, so um, that's been, you know, as I built my business and, and um, you know, literally went up against the challenges of trying to step out, had to jump back in. You know, you've, I lost, you know, every, my all my top people at one point, you know, the tear it down, build it up again. And, you know, there was just something broken in the model. Inherently, I was dead set on figuring it out. And mainly because I wanted to step out of my business so I could focus on helping other agents grow their business. So ironically, that was the that was what was keeping me from being able to do that. And so once we figured that piece out, we still had the challenges. And I think most um, agents that have teams would would agree um, that there's a there's a challenge of recruiting and retention of talent, whether you're an independent brokerage or you're a team that's one of the bigger challenges that you run up against when you get to the point of having enough leverage to, to kind of either be focused on the listing side of the business, or maybe at some point step out of production. So we were always looking for like, how do we make, how do we make it so great working with us that you would never want to leave, right? You would never want to leave There's nothing that would be better. You're, you know, we're the future, your opportunity, everything that, that would be, um, you know, to design perfectly for you, you would, you would have that in our broker. So we were as a, a large group of uh, a mastermind of, uh, of us agents that uh, clients of ours that we had helped over the years, that was like the, always the same topic. You know, we're always marketing, think, talking marketing to get listings. That's always, you know, that subject and recruiting retention was always the other uh, topic every single time at a high level. And so, um, you know, it's, it was just part of the challenge that we were all trying to find. And, you know, we, we were definitely looking at, well, how do you incorporate ownership into, uh, into the opportunity or, or creating some type of an exit at some point for agents in the future so that they would feel like they have, you know, some type of something they're working towards at some point in their career. Because real estate agents just inherently barely save enough for taxes, much less their future. 
right? So those are all, those were issues that we were trying to solve in our own business models as independent, independent companies, because we had, we had come to the conclusion that it doesn't make sense for us to pay, um, you know, a, a franchise, um, anything at this point. I mean, if you're paying them, you know, 30, 50, a hundred thousand dollars in royalties and fees and things of that nature, you know, it just doesn't make sense. You should be independent. You know, that at some point there's just not enough value there. And that's been, um, you know, something that I think most of the top agents in the country realize at some point and end up going independent. Not anymore. Now they come to EXP and that's what we did. And the reason was because we saw in their business model, um, they had solved what we what we felt like was the biggest problems and challenges in the in- industry. So, um, you know, the stock opportunities, the opportunities for you to earn stock and the more that you produce, the more stock awards that you could that you would be given. And these are just stock awards that are given to you. It's not like you have to do anything crazy. You do sell houses like you normally do and you get these stock awards. So 10 year career, you might have some stock. It might be worth something. We don't know what the stock's going to do. It could go up, it could go down. But that was a that was a piece of the model that made you feel good about being a DXP. And we saw that that was better for agents. And we know if it's better for the agent, then it's better for us. So uh, as we looked at the model, that was a big piece of it. The other thing that we saw that I've never seen in a business model before was revenue share. And so if, if you guys are or your listeners are, are, have ever watched Shark Tank, um, you know, Mr. Wonderful is notorious for the royalty deal at the end, right? Like he'll stay, it'll be the last one there at the table. Okay, I have a deal for you. Um, let me, uh, you know, I want to get a royalty on everything that you sell from now until forever. And the reason that royalty deal is such a good deal for Mr. Wonderful is because he doesn't have to worry about operations or anything. He gets paid off the top, regardless of how well the company does or doesn't do. He's guaranteed money off the top. And there's just very few opportunities like that that, that, that are around. And we've never really seen one with this um, kind of compensation structure. And so there's a huge opportunity in that for us to just become aligned and help agents um, help agents grow their business. And there was some financial alignment for us to do so. So that was unique. That was super unique. Never seen anything come in. Didn't think of it. I mean, it wasn't even on our radar. And uh, so that was those two things alone. Um, we just saw the future that, you know, the cloud really the cloud was the disruptive technology that allowed them not to have to go to the traditional model of having um, having a region that goes and gets franchisees that goes and hires staff and brick and mortar and spends all this money and then goes and recruits agents. Um, they, you know, that, that when you don't have, when you have the cloud office, you, you, you eliminate that, but you also eliminate the growth vehicle for the company. So how are we going to grow this thing? We're going to let the agents grow the company and um, the agents will tell their friends. And if they love it here and we make a great company, this is, you know, I'm sure this, I'm, I'm speaking in Glenn uh, Sanford's voice, basically like I'm, I'm, I'm guessing these are the conversations he was having uh, based on conversations I've had with him. I know they're pretty close. But, you know, that's, you know, basically what he, he was looking to do. And, hey, we'll let the agents make, you know, a little bit of revenue share off the agents they bring in because we don't have regions. We don't have any, you know, you can recruit anybody anywhere in the country. There's no boundaries because we're cloud-based. So they just unlocked an opportunity that never had, I had never seen before. And, you know, once I finally took my ego and put it aside and looked at it really closely and really analyzed it, met the, you know, the leaders in the company, um, it was a no-brainer. It was just a better business model than anything we'd ever seen. And, and you can kind of, you know, the thought crossed my mind for about two seconds to try to build a model similar. Uh, and then I realized, no, thanks. Don't want to do that. Um, I think I just want to get on board with this great opportunity and, and add values and help help this help grow this great company. So that was our that was our story. That's why we joined. And I feel like that's what what's kind of disruptive about it. OK, so a little bit of explanation for our, for our, our audience. So, number one, Glenn Sanders, he's the, the CEO and founder of. EXP. That is the name that Jay kind of threw out a little bit casually. I'm sure that you 
got wooed by him at some point, and that's why you you got to sit down and talk to him because you right. would bring a lot of value to the table if you transferred over to EXP. Sure. Um, and then a, a couple of other things because I, I think that that the concept of virtual and cloud it escapes a lot of the people. I'd say ninety percent of the people right. that this show are probably in traditional brokerage models. Yep. So for those people, since this falls kind of like in tandem, tan, tandem to my expertise, what he's talking about is they're using virtual tools like Facebook Workplace and mm-hmm. these virtual meeting places where you get a little a little icon of a human being and you walk into this meeting, but you're a virtual representation of yourself and you're doing a lot of your group uh, communications and building through tools that are incredibly common but not necessarily in real estate. Mm. Like you could also use Slack as an example, but you're not, I know you're not, but, yep. but that's what you could do if you wanted to. Yep. That would be, and so all the communication, it would be more like you're in your home. And now as you're getting your day ready, let's say that you have to attend a company meeting, instead of going to an office per se, you're going to sit down at your desk at home. You're going to log into these tools and then maybe, and I'm just guessing if it's, if you're on a guy like Jay's team, he might have something posted to you that's motivational or instructional, you know, during the day. So you log on, you watch this video, and then bam, you go right into your routine about whatever, however it is that you're generating your real estate business, contacting your warm contacts, making phone calls, but you never leave your desk. That's a virtual workspace. Right. And that's what Jay's talking about. Correct me if I'm wrong on any Correct. of that. Yeah, that was a great, a great um, explanation of um, exactly how my day goes every day. <laughs> okay. So, um, so having said that, you've got traditional versus not, well, well, you've got the way that it used to be and right. you've got the way that you're doing it now. And you're coming from, if I understood correctly, you're coming more from your, uh, you take your leadership role. It looked to me like you're kind of like a super coach. Like you just kind of put everything in place for all the people that work for you and you make success easy. Is that right or wrong? Yeah, that's pretty, pretty close. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, from a leadership standpoint, yeah, that, you know, um, I try to surround myself with people that are, um, better than me at, at their jobs and, and whatnot. And, um, and I try to help them succeed by, you know, giving them the ability to do the things necessary to, to, to succeed. Okay. So I think, what, um, we're going to, we're going to have to go oh. for our break actually, uh, Robert. And when we come back, we're going to be delving some more with Jay in this great story and a great company we'll be back in a moment do you want quality leads from homeowners and buyers right in your own neighborhood then you need MailRite. it is a powerful but easy to use online marketing system that uses facebook to generate real estate leads at a fraction of the cost you'd pay from our competition we stand behind our work with a no question asked 30-day money back guarantee so don't delay get started today go to mail-right.com we're coming back. We've had an initial great discussion with Jay. We've got a lot more to discuss. Before I throw it back to Robert, I've just got a quick question myself, actually. In Northern, I'm based in Northern Nevada, Jay, and Lake Tahoe um, and Reno. It's a very competitive market because yeah. of Lake Tahoe and San Francisco. And there's some large franchise brokerages, but there's also about three very large regional brokerages that have a substantial presence in the market. And their business model really seems to be 
to attract a very large number of agents, between two to 300 agents in various satellite offices, and have most of those agents produce between four and maybe eight transactions a year. Um, I don't think the brokerage um, really gives a lot and a lot of value to the clients and doesn't seem to be offering a lot of value to the agents. Would you agree with that? And do you think that model is fundamentally the kind of traditional model that most brokerages are adopting? Yes, it, it's, um, yeah, no, I, I, I definitely agree um, that the consumer could care less about the brokerage. And I think there's proof in that. If you, if you think about it, if you take your real estate agent hat off, anybody who's listening and you say, well, what's the difference between, and you know, it could be whatever the, whatever one of these regionals are or a Coble Banker or a Century 21 or a Keller Williams or even an EXP for that matter. What is it that's different um, from a consumer perspective and, and um, in any of these brokerages. And, you know, we would all struggle to come up with differences. We might come up with differences from a real estate agent's perspective, but from a consumer perspective, the real estate industry is just in uh, one of these strange industries that has, um, you could, you could get a really dumb, bad agent um, at any brokerage, including the XP. Unfortunately, it can happen. You could have a really good agent or a really bad agent. Unfortunately, if, um, you know, fortunately, if you have a really good agent, you'll go back to that agent. And it doesn't matter if they've got balloons on their sign or if they've got what color it is, it doesn't matter. You'll go back to that agent. But if you have a bad experience, you might not go back to that brokerage. You might not choose an agent from that brokerage again. So, um, you know, that's, that's really, um, you know, kind of proof that the consumer really could care less about um, the brokerage that you're at. And so now you're left with, well, as an agent, what's the value that a brokerage is providing and how much do I have to give them for that, uh, for that, uh, um, amount that I'm, you know, whatever I'm giving them, is it worth it in trade for what I'm getting? So um, generally speaking, I would say that most agents are looking for training, support, technology. Um, and, and those are, those are things that, um, you know, are either they're doing a good job or a bad jo- job at in terms of the trade, trade amount that you're uh, having to give them in commission. So, you, you know, we see a lot of these hundred percent brokerages that are charging just a transaction fee and they're doing very little, if anything, value to those agents. And, um, you know, there's just a, um, I think um, the traditional brokerage model of, of you, know, you know, giving a lot of your commission to the brokerage for very little in return um, is just something that's um, continued over the years. I think Remax was the first major disruptor in this direction, um, but it, uh, it's going to continue in, in that way. The agent is, the, um, is in control of the transaction and the business and, um, you know, the, the company that serves them the best is going to be the winner. Oh, over to you, Robert. <laughs> Uh, so I don't know if this is a good transition or not, but, but one this show, Jay, we typically focus on the marketing side right. of the real estate business. Right. And I noticed in my review before you came on the show that you guys, that, that EXP Realty seems to be focused on the cloud-based real estate marketing solution that is most prevalent in the real estate industry, which is inside real estate, more better known as KV Core. And I'm kind of curious to know what your overall take is, because I'm, I'm assuming we can ask you for a, a non-biased opinion about the tools that you used in the past versus the tools that you're using right now for your, right. your current business. I'd yeah. love to hear, for the marketing side, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, so, um, yeah, great question, uh, Robert. The, 
Um, I, I, since I, you know, since being in the business um, and tools were always um, a big part of, uh, you know, how do you acquire a customer, right? So, um, you know, there's, the, you know, the traditional agent, you know, has their sphere of influence and and their referrals from their the the, you know, the people in their their sphere of influence and past clients that know, like, and trust them. And outside of that, and really like in the stages, like you, you were talking about earlier, you know, you kind of get this stage one or two. And either, um, you know, you have some referral business, but, you know, it's not very you know, consistent. So you can't say, hey, in three months, I'm going to get three deals from my referrals. And so you have to learn how to acquire a customer through marketing if you want to have a sustainable and predictable business. Right. Like that is a that is, a, is something that you have to learn how to do. And um, over the years, we've used a lot of different tools for that. Um, you know, we were uh, very first tool we used was Tiger Leads, then Boomtown. And um, and then we were very um, um very tied in with uh, Dwayne Legate and helping build commissions Inc uh, and um, help them, you know, with really the shaping of what that product was in the beginning before they sold uh, fidelity. So, you know, we used all the tools, right? Like I bought them all, you know, just like every real estate agent that buys everything. Um, and, you know, technology is a tricky thing uh, and tools can be a tricky thing, but you know, it's, it, 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 it's, what is it, what is the, you know, the problem that you're trying to solve or what is, what is the system you're trying to create and how does the tool help you, to um, execute that, right? So like a lot of people just buy a tool and they, I'm going to implement this and I'm going to implement Infusionsoft, for instance. Well, there, that, that's, that's impossible. What is the process you're trying to create and how is the technology or automation going to help you to do that faster or better, right? So, um, you know, it, it, it all depends on what someone's trying to solve. But if, if you, you know, an out of the box, um, as an out of the box tool, I believe KV Core is, is probably right up there in the you know, top five or 10, uh, you know, tools that there are that are out there. Um, and, and there's, you know, variable differences between, you know, you know, some of it's just kind of really more or less look and feel and, you know, usability and, and things of that nature, which is hard to describe, you know, what's good and what's bad. Um, but I think, you know, some tools are maybe easier to use and simpler. Oh, and, that, um, that, that's the interesting you brought up because obviously you're, you're speaking my talk because I've built, <laughs> right? I, I built my own platform. Right. Uh, um, the reality, and I want to see if you agree with this, that when you're building a platform, there's always a conflict between ease of use and basically what the application can do. Mm. You know, the more functionality application has, it tends in UX to become more complicated. The larger the onboarding, the more requirement for training for and consistent training and for the agent or the user to be prepared to have a lot of training and to work through them learning uh, interface because it does a lot of things. So there's always a struggle between ease, it is impossible to get something that's easy to use that also has a lot of functionality. Would you agree with that? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, one thousand percent. It's the it's probably the hardest thing about building technology, in, in my opinion, because you know everybody, you know, certain, you know, some people are going to want all the additional functionality, um, you know, but but that you know it does create like okay, what does this tool do? Like even when we started the show today. I got a sense that you guys built an amazing tool with a lot of functionality. It can do a lot of things. How do you describe that in a short introduction? It's impossible. It's impossible. So like, that's the, you know, the, the, the you know, the hardest that I get it. I totally get where you're coming from. And I think, um, you know, the, the approach sometimes that, that, and we've built some technology and over the years and, and things of that nature and, and um, very challenging, no question. And I think the only way I could describe it is, is to help an agent. And this is why a lot of 
companies uh, such as uh, you know Howard Tager and Tiger Leads, and and we need, well, at least back then. Now now he's uh, onto his uh, his most recent uh, Ylopal. Um But uh, you know the, all you know all these these companies they used to come to our events and they loved us because they hitching their wagon up to us because we were good coaches. And we help people get clear on what their priority was and then how to implement, then go buy the technology to help execute on the priority, not just buy a tool and, and not really know exactly, you know, or, or you put together a good sales pitch and they get excited and buy it and they never use it. And, you know, you have churn and stuff like that. And so as these technology companies recognize that, hey, we provide a really good customer that will stay, that will learn the tool and do the right things in the right order and become a long-term customer and client of ours. Um, they began, you know, they wanted to, they were jockeying over, you know, you know, sponsoring our events. Um, but that was, you know, that, that's, I think that's the, the, the piece that makes it the hardest is you have to have, um, they have to, have the, the agent that's using the technology has to have a clear understanding of what is my priority, what does success look like, and then implement the technology based upon that. Right. And then, um, and then move to the next priority and how's technology, how's this still going to help me do that. Right. And if they get clear on that, then they tend to be better clients, uh, you know, and tend to have a lot more success with the tools. Right. God, I couldn't agree with you. I couldn't agree with you more. It's, it's funny because my business is like, I'm not, my business has grown to the point where I'm not as excited about being doing the one-on-one consultation anymore. But the weird thing is, is that what is desperately needed is the actual one-on-one touch where you really deeply go into what somebody's like, what are you trying to achieve? Because you're right. All of these tools to a degree are the same. The differences are, are minor, but if let's say I'll give you a big one, sync doesn't, isn't uploading your old contact list successfully. It took me like 20 hours of research to freaking figure that one thing out. right? Right. But guess what? If you're a mega agent like you with, and you're sitting on 10,000 names and email addresses, that for you is probably a huge requirement. Right. Well, yeah. I, I, I know the system where you can upload really. <laughs> <laughs> right. so, so, but that's what I'm saying is that, that what you yeah. just described and for our listeners as well, because I am trying to make a point that we've been ma- trying to make, it, it makes so much sense to, to measure once, twice, three times before making a one-year or 18-month commitment. Mm. That includes, to me, or John or anybody. I'm not just, I'm saying everybody. Right. You really should, should take, your, take your time and understand what, you tr- what, what is it you think you're going to use. Do you really need to, like, connect with your people on Twitter and send them a tweet as part of your technology package? <laughs> yes or no? Probably right. not if you're right. a real estate agent. Right. You probably need an automated series of tools that sends out emails and kind of touches them in automated ways over time. All that you might need. You might need a Facebook bot, maybe if you're doing Facebook marketing. And if you're not, if it's a goal, an objective that you haven't yet achieved, you probably don't need to spend a lot of money on it until you're actually there. Right. That would be my, that would right. be my thought that you could. Right. Yeah. Own. No, I, I, I agree with you. That's, um, it's the thing that we've been preaching for a long time. Um, and, and it's hard because, you know, agents um, are consistently getting pitched different things at all, at all in any given point. And so they don't know um, and without the proper guidance, they don't know, you know, who, who, you know, what tool or they should be getting or, or whatnot. So yeah, it's, yeah. you're, you're, you're hitting the nail on the head. We're, um, we're coming close to the end of the podcast part of the show, Jay. Hopefully you're okay to stay on. For a sure. while, because I thought we've only scratched it, and that you'll be able to 
see and hear that, listeners, by going to the Mel Wright YouTube channel. And also you'll be able to see that um, on the Mel Wright website with a full set of um, show notes and a transcript, written transcription of the full interview. So, Jay, just to wrap up the podcast part of the show, how can people find out more about you and your thoughts and what you're up to? Sure. Yeah. So, uh, um, you know, website, it's got the most information and connection to all of my social media and how to get in touch with me is jkinder.me. Uh, it's the fastest way to, to find kind of the everything access to me. And Robert, how can people find out more about you and what you are up to? InboundREM.com. Go to my about page if you're interested in learning about me. And if you want to learn about what my company does, just go to my services page, which are located right next to each other on the website. And if you want to find out about more about MailRight, go to the MailRight website. And if you want a demo of our great software package, you can book that free and it'd be me personally that will be showing you how mail right system works we'll be back next week with either a great internal discussion with my great host robert or another great guest like jay we'll see you soon folks bye (laughs) 